There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your setting. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Welcome to Sci-Fi Talk on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss shows on the Sci-Fi Channel. I'm Steve. And I'm Sean Fangirl S. And today we'll be discussing episode eight of season one, fingers crossed, of Resident Alien. <laughs> yes. Well, they haven't said anything, so I'm like, please let there be more. Yes, absolutely, because... It didn't say limited run, so no, I'm going to hope. it didn't. And what a freaking episode this was. Oh my gosh. I really liked it, and how we had, like, Harry and Asta kind of as one storyline, and then Darcy as another. Right. Because, like, we had some other people kind of thrown in, but those are our main points with this, and I thought these are two really powerful storylines. Oh, absolutely they were. And it's like, uh, you want something to happen, you don't want it to happen. It's like, uh, I don't know what to... Uh, so I'll just tell you, yes, I loved it. I was interested with what was happening with our kind of side stories, where you get the sheriff and Liv and our agent duo even though they're not agents right they're secret squirrels let's put it that yeah. way <laughs> so i'm just like hmm what's next and we're at episode eight yes only now, a couple more yeah i'd say we looked and said there's 10 so oh i guess i can like let go of that breath i was holding because i wasn't sure how many we had but still <laughs> yep. i'm so excited and the truth <laughs> is out oh yes some people know. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's jump into episode eight, End of the World as We Know It. Harry must rely on Asta and Darcy for survival. So, of course, we open in the crevasse as we get a shot of Harry and the girls in a deep crevasse. And the camera pans up and out to reveal the storm is coming. I feel like we just got out of, like... The deep winter part. How right. Are we, like, right back in it. How high up are we in the mountains? Jeez. Well, in Colorado, they've got some pretty big peaks. Now, I don't think the largest ones are in the southern part, but I'm thinking probably four to 5,000 feet. Hey. Somewhere, in maybe 3,500. As they regain consciousness, they discover Harry's leg is stuck under fallen ice and he is unable to move it. Asta checks for a signal on her phone as Darcy and Harry argue over whose fault it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and when Harry's like, it's your fault, you're too heavy. And I'm like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> Wrong Harry, thing you to don't say, Harry. Say that. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> And Asta verifies there isn't a signal, and Darcy decides they're leaving Harry there. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, don't really blame him. No. But I thought that was funny. Asta's like, oh, guess the glacier isn't on my cell network. Yeah, on my plan. <laughs> 
And Harry notices his device is lying out in plain sight and is unable to reach it, but he does manage to cover it with some snow. So it's not quite as obviously glowing green. (laughs) See, I wasn't 100% if that was on purpose or like he was trying to reach it and accidentally covered it with snow and then just realized, oh, that's going to work. Yeah, no, I think he, he did that on purpose. That makes more sense. Yep. Now, Darcy attempts to climb to the ledge where one of the snow bills ended up. Harry notices that the cold appears to cause his appearance to revert back to his alien self. rut Yeah, when he looked at his hand, he's like, oh, crap. And, like, yeah. try to hide it really quick. <laughs> so but dark. that's confusing because it's like, all right, is it the cold? Is it because he's hurt? Because he couldn't move the snowmobile or the... The ice was on uh, his foot. Yeah. The ice, which I thought was weird because... You know, he's supposed to be so super strong. Right. And so I'm like, what is doing it? I wonder if he was hurt worse at this point. You know, I'm like, is he hurt worse than we see? Oh, absolutely. It had to be because, yeah, you you would think as strong as he is, he had been able to get his leg out from underneath that without too much trouble. Mm-hmm. And because he's not able to, then, yeah, you you got to think that he's definitely hurt worse than even he realizes at this point in time. Mm-hmm. So Darcy makes it up to the ledge where the snowmobile is and starts to gather equipment to help them escape when the ice gives away, sending the snowmobile crashing down, causing Harry and Asta to fall deeper into the crevasse and Darcy flying, but luckily she had gotten attached to the ice. Oh my God, that was like so scary. Oh yeah. <laughs> because I've, I've watched some like those movies with like mountain climbing or like this with the ice when they're scaling something and they're they're trying to tap in to get their ropes and like when it gave way and she fell like i don't know about you but like my stomach dropped oh yeah i'm like this is why i can't ever do this exactly (laughs) as i'm actually wearing a shirt this is let's go hiking i don't (laughs) hike i'm just telling you but stuff like this like every time i see it like i have so much respect for the people who do it now granted i know she's an actor but she's portraying like i think everybody's fear who does this stuff for real right and it was just like holy crap it was so scary yes <laughs> and i don't know how the snowmobile didn't land on asta or harry somehow right exactly <laughs> yeah you figure that when that happens you just have to hold your breath cuz and hope for the best hope for the best cuz darcy's going to get slammed into the ice wall and yeah, it looked like the snowmobile was going to crush both Asta and Harry. So, and of course, we cut away before we find out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me all stressed out for several, several moments. Right, because we go to the hangar, and as Harry's device goes dark after the fall, the ship in the hangar goes invisible, and David informs them that they have lost the signal. Well, the general tells David and Lisa it's time for them to go to Colorado and. Find whatever was flying that ship. Colorado's a pretty big state. Yeah, but... I mean, I granted they they had... The location. The signal. Yeah. But I mean, it wasn't a pinpointed signal. No, it was within a 50-mile radius. So that's still a lot of area to cover. So we go back to the crevasse, and Darcy is hanging in the air, apparently having been knocked out by getting slammed into the ice, as Asta crawls towards Harry, noticing... A blue glowing goo coming from him. This can't be good. No. And that was like a lot. Yes. Harry tells her not to come any closer. And when Asta rolls him over, 
She sees his face partially chained and immediately moves away and wants to know what the hell he is. I was dying. Yes. Like, really, Harry, this is what you come up with, though? Yeah. (laughs) So he tells her not to be afraid. He's not going to hurt her. Well, Asta wants to know what's happening to him, and he tells her he's allergic to snow bees and ice hornets. (laughs) Now, honestly, because what we get, like, as this whole scene, well, as the rest of the episode plays out, and he tells us what's up with his stuff, I wonder if that's kind of a thing on his planet. Since he was able to come up with it kind of quick, and Harry is not exactly the quickest. Right. You know, because he was shopping for snow earlier. Right, exactly. (laughs) Well, Asta demands to know what's happening or she'll lose her shit, and Harry comes clean. (laughs) I think that's only fair. I mean, Yes. (laughs) He tells her that he's an extraterrestrial and asks her not to tell Darcy, but she tells him it'll be difficult due to your scales. You're right. I'm like, would he get so offended by the scale yes. comment? <laughs> but let me tell you, because he starts to explain things, and I know you're going to go into it, but I don't know about you, I started to think about Ethan. Yes. Because <laughs> Harry informs her that they don't have scales, and it's the reptilians that are trying to take over the universe and are using Earth for hybridization. And yeah, wouldn't that be funny if Ethan was actually a re- reptilian? But they like couldn't tell. Right. Like, you know, that each other was. Uh, and of course, everybody knows the tinfoil hat theory about lizard men anyway in Washington. Yes. So, <laughs> not that we're saying there's tinfoil men in Washington. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I'm saying, people. <laughs> no. And asked to ask why he's changing, and he tells her about their ability to mimic other forms and that he is too weak and is changing back. Well, Asta figures out that that blue glowing goo is Harry's bleeding, which Harry confirms. This ain't good, so she goes and gets the medical kit from the snowmobile, thankfully it's still there, and tells Harry that him being an alien explains a lot. (laughs) You'd think? I would have thought you picked it up earlier, but okay. She asks why he's here, and he tells her that his ship crashed and that he's been searching for something he lost up on this mountain. Aska asks if it was something to phone home, and Harry goes, how'd you guess? I love it. And then she, like, actually explains about the movies. Yeah. And he kind of looks at her like, wait, there's movies about aliens? Yes. And all I thought about was Doctor Who. Yeah. You have a movie entitled Alien? No wonder everybody hates you. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god. Asta thinks he's there either to go back home, kill them, or eat them. (laughs) Harry informs him they don't eat humans and asks her to fix him as he will bleed out. And she reaches into his pants and... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that part's still human. Yes. (laughs) Which I... Oh my god, dude. I thought I was going to pee my pants. Yeah. Because I was not expecting. He's like, oh, I don't mind. Yes. Because <laughs> that's just my penis. I don't mind. And she's like, oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, seriously, I need to know how Alan Tudyk is able to do this. Straight face. Without losing yes. it. <laughs> because this, like, it's not like you're, you know, delivering Shakespeare in that moment. You're, you're talking about your human penis. Yes. Okay. And it's like, oh, God. It was just too much. I love it. It was too funny. I seriously had to stop. I'm like, I can't. I can't. I need a minute to recover. (laughs) Especially when, I don't remember if it's at this point, they start talking about Isabel 
or if it's a little bit later. Yeah, I think it's a little later. But I was like, oh, good God. Yes. <laughs> Alien babies. Yeah. She would smell weird. But anyway, I'm sorry. That's all right. So they we, find the artery. Yes. Ask, asks if he has arteries, and Harry tells her to cauterize the wound and points to the flare. Oh, really? I'm just like, holy crap, that's going to hurt. I love it. I have a higher pain tolerance. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Do you, though? Yeah. Not in a weakened state, apparently, because when she puts the flare on the wound, Harry screams to holy hell, and it's enough to wake Darcy, who's hanging up. (laughs) I don't know how more ice didn't come down with that yell. Yeah, exactly. Darcy yells for Aston, she responds, and Darcy tells them she's going to try to get out. And Asta tells Harry that her father knows she's missing by now, and that the whole town will be coming up the mountain looking for them, which causes Harry some concern as he imagines the town with pitchforks yelling, Kill the creature! A la Frankenstein. <laughs> I was like Frankenstein, Beauty and the Beast, kind of both. Like, exactly. Going through my head. And you got and she, <laughs> Sheriff Mike leading the town. Oh, well, you come on. You know he would be. <laughs> but I don't see Liv being one of those people. No. So that was a little surprising to see her by his side like that. But Harry doesn't know what's going on either. No. So Harry tells her. That could be bad, as he is getting weaker, and Asta figures out that he will become more alien, which won't be good. (laughs) No, it won't. Yeah, they might notice. Yeah. So we go to the town hall, when we see Ben coming in, being followed by an older lady complaining that she's lost six chickens to millennials racing down her street, and she needs speed bumps instead of warning signs. Can I just say how apropos this moment was? Because right when this lady says it, there's somebody who was revving their engine, and I heard them speed off in my neighborhood. Right. Like, seriously, I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I seriously stopped. I'm like, let me rewind a few seconds to see if that was part of the show. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, no, that really is my neighborhood. Okay. Right. I'm like, that was so weird. Life imitating art right there. Exactly. So Ben informs Mrs. Flaherty that he will look into it as she gets into the elevator, and he turns around to find the sheriff, who informs him that his problem is learning to say no. And this isn't going to go well, as they get into Uh. a discussion on what women want, and tells Mike he might not be the best judge, and reminds him that Deputy Liv quit. Oh my god, that was so good, because you've seen that it really got under Mike's skin. Oh yeah. And I'm sorry. You totally deserved it. But when he's like, yeah, maybe you're not the expert on ladies now, are you? I was really hoping it wasn't going to go back to whatever situation got him there other than his dad. Right. Because we had just gotten like that little kind of throwaway line earlier. So I'm like, oh, don't say something that bad. You can't take back. Right. But about Liv, I'm like, "Mm, yeah, you deserve that one with Liv. Yep. And of course, it's funny. Mike is just telling you need to take charge, and you need to decide what restaurant you're going to, and you need to order for, and all this other stuff. And you just go, uh, yeah, I can see this going poorly if he takes his advice. But then we get them going into their own offices, slamming the door, and back and forth with the, the shades. Oh, my God, the shades. <laughs> oh, that was God. just so funny. But we see Ben calling Kate and tells her they are going to Laurent's tonight. And no, it's not too expensive because city employees get a 15% discount. I'm like, okay, well, I thought that was funny. I kind of figured the mayor would get a discount everywhere, but 
that place is so tiny. They probably got like five restaurants anyway. Yeah, exactly. So we go back to the crevasse. As the storm gets closer, Astra informs Harry that the flare seems to have stopped the bleeding and wonders if he will be able to turn back into Harry. Harry tells her once he regains his strength, he will be able to. Then asks to ask about the real Harry and what happened to him. <laughs> Harry thinks, I killed him. <laughs> but he tells her that he doesn't know and that he took shelter in his home and used his DNA to take his identity by using skin cells. Yeah, I, I don't think. Human he shed a like, Yeah, he said, you shed like crazy. Like, ew. But... Like he thinks he says that. And I'm just like, ew, gross. Is that true? I wanted to look it up, but I was afraid to. Right. <laughs> but but when he's thinking, oh, his body is in my freezer. I'm like, yeah, dude, you really got to get rid of that fast. Yeah. So, of course, Asta has to ask how his wife didn't know he was an imposter. And Harry informs her that some people see only what they want to see. And we get. That's totally true. Come on. Oh, absolutely. And then, of course, Asta takes it to the next level, asking if they had sex. <laughs> Harry goes, well, she had sex with me. I didn't have sex with her. Uh, oh, God. And then he got really detailed. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, oh, God, Harry, stop. And when he's like, she had sex in front of me. I'm like, oh, please stop. Please yes. stop. <laughs> so Asta I wonders, have a feeling Jazz will have something to say about that. <laughs> oh, absolutely, she will. <laughs> And Asta wonders if she got pregnant, and Harry informs her that she didn't. Otherwise, she would have started emitting a sulfuric scent and then split open with hundreds of babies. Alrighty, this sounds a little odd, <laughs> but aliens apparently have uh, different ways of very, reproducing. Something <laughs> very bug-ish like, yes. I guess. So Asta asks if when he told her that his wife died, that was actually true. And Harry informs her that they don't have gender, but his mate died after burying their offspring. I uh, I thought this was sad. Yeah, it was. Because when he explains how, yeah, this just, this happens. Because, yeah, they split open and our babies come pouring out. And I'm thinking, uh, what? Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah, I guess you don't get attached. But, oh, God, it, it was just like. It got worse because when he's like, we don't have feelings, and then everything kind of pours out. It's like, oh, are you sure? Right. Well, he, yeah, he, he tells her that he doesn't have feelings, but once he took human form, he started to have feelings, and he doesn't want to talk about it, yet he does, and tells her that he had 342 children and never worried about them until now, and he can't stop thinking about number 62, which had his eyes. How could you tell? Number 62. <laughs> Okay. Of course, Asta mentions that having one is complicated enough, and he tells her she shouldn't worry about Jay as their offspring are sent to the desert to see who can survive. Yeah, like they're torn apart and dotted. I was like, what? Yeah. What the hell? I guess that's why you have to have so many, but my God. Yeah. You do not have a normal, normal <laughs> life, do you? No. And he tells her that Jay is strong and will survive and that he's glad she knows about him. It's hard to keep a secret. And Asta tells him it's human nature that nobody wants to hide who they really are. I still had a feeling like Asta was somehow not human in this moment. I don't know why. Right. Like, well, she's, she's had a, kind of... a much different upbringing than a lot of people because she is Native American. And... <sighs> it was just like really weird because... I don't know. Did you get that feeling or not really? It's just not really. Yeah, I, I, just... I knew that because 
she was Native American, she would be more likely to accept Harry as an alien than almost everybody. Now, not all of them did, as we see later with her dad. (laughs) And we see Darcy making it up slowly as she apparently hurt her right hand and eventually falls back to the ledge. This can't be good. I wonder if she broke it. I think so, because she wasn't able to really use it at all. And she was having to use her left to use the pick to get up the wall there. So It was very tense. Again, every time they go back to her going up, I'm like, oh, God, they're going to die. I'm like, this is only episode eight. They can't die. Right. Not yet. Yes. We go back to the (laughs) sheriff's office and Mike informs his new deputy, some old retired guy, that they need to check in to the break in the school's science lab. Ben comes in with a box, and Mike wants to know what he's doing, and Ben informs him that he was asked to gather some of Liv's things. Oh, oh yeah. Deputy yeah. Liv's thing. I don't know Deputy Liv. Exactly. Oh, God, Mike, you're such a child. Yes, Mike notices that Liv is standing outside the office, but she's not talking to him, and has Ben relay the message that she's enjoying her life now. <laughs> and... The smirk that Liv gives Mike as she leaves is just priceless. (laughs) That's because, I'm sorry, I don't know how he made it to this point, because he comes off so dumb. Yes. I'm so happy I got little cartoon birds flying around my head. And that's when she smirks, because she's like, tell him that means you're, like, unconscious or something. (laughs) Or been hit in the head. And that's when she smirks, and that's when I'm like, you know what, you deserved it. Yep, Mr. I can't even check her mate. Or whatever he's <laughs> Yeah, you deserve it. Yep. So we go back to the crevasse where Harry asks as to why she's helping him. And she tells him that she was taught that living things are connected and every being matters. She notices his he's running a fever and his face is becoming more alien. Harry asks if he's becoming more ugly to her and she says no. And she grabs a backpack off the snowmobile and pulls out a water bottle and gives Harry a drink and starts wiping his face with cold water. Harry explains that Max was afraid of him and that he has a very rare genetic trait that allows Max to see him in his true form. Well, Asta says that must have been scary. <laughs> and Harry agrees, thinking that people would start believing him. And then Asta says, well, no, not really for you. Uh, scary for Max. And of course, Aska says, well, if you were so scared, why, of being caught, why did you become the town doctor? Well, Harry really didn't have a choice. (laughs) They asked, and he was concerned and cornered, and they would have suspected something if he said no. So he thought. Yeah, see, I still, even though in this next moment, Asta disagrees with them. Right. Saying that, you know, oh, no, you're more drawn to humans than you think. I really feel that. No, if he had said no, they would have been like bugging him and constantly there and Oh, absolutely. Really suspicious. Yep. I agree. So I 100% agree with Harry in this moment. Yes. <laughs> and Harry starts to choke and pulls up his shirt, telling Asta that his breathing duck is filled with blood and she needs to clear it. <laughs> oh, God. And Asta just freaks, <laughs> telling him she doesn't know how to do that. I love it. I need a visual. Yes. (laughs) 
which I know we'll get there in a second. But thankfully, Darcy's flask is there so she can sterilize her hands. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, my God. All right. And then Asta gets another surprise as Harry's little arms grab her arms as he tells her to go slowly to avoid the teeth. Teeth. Okay, I, I did the same thing. I'm like, wait, did he just say teeth? Yes, he did. And she tells him that he really owes her for this. She kept it together really well because, yeah, I think at this point I'd have lost my shit. Right. So, of course, she puts her hand in and feels the teeth and asks for a visual. And Harry replies with Mr. Hurley's prostate. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, it's like, oh, God. Okay. Wrong visual, I'm glad Harry. we don't know about that. That's all I'm saying. But Asta pulls out a glob of blue goo, which works, and Harry thanks her and tells her she doesn't have to go back in, in which she replies she's not as she takes a swig from the flask. <laughs> yeah, this wasn't for you this time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we go up and see Darcy lying on the ledge, and she thinks about a video she made earlier about her dying and how the guys are probably really sad, Dr. Ethan, and Liv was her rock, and to Mike, who she accidentally shit in his car thinking it was a guy at the town hall who made a racist remark. <laughs> I was like, oh, damn, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and she apologizes to Judy for terrorizing her cat. And is sorry. Wait, doesn't she say it's self-defense? Yeah. <laughs> and she's sorry for not being able to save Asta as she can't really leave without her. And she rolls over and you think, don't you dare die, Darcy. This is not I acceptable. I'm really starting to like, oh my God, this is going to happen. I can't deal with this. Right. Because we're so close to the end and almost every show on sci-fi loses characters. <laughs> Yeah, I really, really didn't want this to happen. No. I was scared. Harry tells Spoiler Asta, alert, she's not dead. Yes. <laughs> Harry tells Asta she should climb out of there and leave him as it's survival of the fittest. And Asta tells him that he doesn't have much faith in people, and he tells her that she doesn't either. And then she mentions that she used to as she was on a path, then off, and now just trying to get back on again. And then Harry awkwardly <laughs> explains a movie that he saw about monkeys and... I love it when she's like, Planet of the Apes? <laughs> nope. <laughs> Ends up being And when Wizard he goes on, yeah, when he goes on, I'm like, oh, okay, that makes sense. And you think it's going to go, I want to say good. Right. With his analogy. I'm like, oh, wow, he finally got one right. No. <laughs> Until. Yeah. Because as he's going and explaining it, I'm like, okay, well, wait, hold on. Um, You're not paying attention. But then again, he laughed at Dracula. Right. <laughs> but when Asa's like, oh, no, the monkeys were the bad guys. And he's like, well, you know, not to them. Right. And all I kept thinking was, how many shows do we hear that from now? It's like, you're the good guy in your own story. Absolutely. And it just really made me think about that. I'm like, all right, I would, well, first of all, never really thought of the flying monkeys as good guys, no matter no. what. <laughs> Even after seeing Wicked, I'm like, I don't know how I feel about that. Right. But it was just really interesting. And I'm like, okay, it's taking a literal alien <laughs> to say this to Asta. I'm like, I feel like she would have picked that up before anyway. Right. Like with everything that's happened, even in her own life. But I just thought that was kind of interesting that Harry puts it out there. And she doesn't dispute it, though. Right. That's what I really liked about it. She yeah. didn't just dismiss it and dispute, no, Harry, that's not what the story was, blah, blah, blah. Yep. 
So Harry asks if she can find his radio, and she wants to know his real name. <laughs> and after I he, thought she was going to try it. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> but after he tells her, she decides to stick with Harry. Because it is just a combination of squeaks and clicks and... Yeah, all of it. Unpronounceable. <laughs> and what was it? It's basically a hiss. My friends call me and it's like a hiss. Yeah. It's like, okay, let's go with Harry. <laughs> and we go back to check on Darcy, who dreams about her accident at the Olympics. And Asta visiting her in her hospital, telling her that she didn't drive 10 hours to watch her quit. Oh, my God. I love that little scene. Oh, absolutely. And Asta, because it, it got Darcy moving. It did. It absolutely did. Because we hear one of the nurses tell her, you need to get up. And she's just not moving. And Asta helps her to get up and tells her she's not quitting. And Darcy wakes up saying she's not quitting and getting them out of there and starts up the ice wall again. And we go to the diner where we find that David and Lisa have arrived in patience and David is telling Lisa they have no idea what they're getting themselves into as they have no idea what the alien looks like and it could look like a human. Or a tree. Yeah. <laughs> I love when he throws that out there later. It's like, that's true. You have no idea. Yep. Grandpa Dan fills Lisa's coffee <laughs> and asks if they're just passing through. Lisa tells him they just eloped and are going to see her father-in-law. Dan warns him there's a storm coming that could shut down the pass. Now, again, with this, you know, Dan gets feelings about people. He can read them. Right. How did he not get, like, all the red flags going off with her? Exactly. And maybe he did, and <clears throat> we just didn't get to see him tell anybody about what he thought of them and maybe we'll find that out later in the next couple of episodes that you know he'll tell he'll see them and tell asta hey these they're still here and they don't seem right <laughs> let's hope so so as they leave the diner david tells lisa they should have backup but lisa reminds him that it is tethered to the ship so it has to be close and once inside the RV, David tells her he's going to call the military, which causes Lisa to put him in a chokehold, saying that this is supposed to be a secret, and he won't very, live very long if it gets out. And you go, all right, she's just going to take him out right here now. And I was freaking out. Oh, yeah. David's the only one crap. that's got any brains. <laughs> Now, just before she chokes David to death, one of the flyers, Liv Drew, lands on the windshield of the RV, which causes her to let him go, saying, you thought we'd never find it. We go back to the crevice as night falls and the storm's getting closer, but Darcy is making her way upwards as she looks up and sees the storm arriving. That was so ominous. Yes. If I... I looked up and seen skies like that. I'd be like, oh, going to be locked inside for several days now. Right. And we cut to the diner and see that it's raining and storming. And Dan calls Asta's phone, but gets her voicemail. Well, of course he does. She's on the mountain. We return to the crevice. In the mountain at this point. Yeah. As Asta returns telling Harry she wasn't able to find his radio. And he tells her they have to find it or it'll be lost forever. She tells him she's sorry and hands him a heating pad, but Harry informs her that his planet is freezing and the cold is helping him recover. Interesting. See, that's why I was confused from earlier when it's like, is it the cold messing him up? 
Right. Or is the cold going to help him? And if it's helping him and he's running a fever, I'm like, I don't know. Would it be better to take off his jacket? Let him lay in the snow? I was like, okay, I really, I don't have kids. I've said that multiple times. Right. So <laughs> when I have a fever, I basically cry. So, I mean, it doesn't help at all. <laughs> so if I'm trying to help somebody who has a fever, I'd be like, I don't know what to do. Do I pack snow around you? Do I make you warmer? Right. And you're an alien. I really don't know what to do with you. What Do, do you need to be upside down? Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, I mean, Asta 100% was like on the ball. She's a nurse. Obviously, she knows better than I do. But I'm just thinking, how are you still keeping it together? Because you know something's not right. Even if he's telling you, you know, oh, I'm from an ice planet. It's fine. But then earlier, he also said he sent his kids to the desert. Yeah. So I'm like, is he losing his mind? Is he mixing up planets? What is going on? Yeah, exactly. Maybe the fever is making him delirious. Exactly. So as to ask Harry about what his planet is like, and he tells her it's magnificent and brutal like his people. And Asta tells him that some native people have talked about their connection to people from beyond the stars. And he tells her that they have been coming here for thousands of years, guiding humans, mentions Stonehenge and the pyramids, and long before that. If she asks if they're here to help humans, and he tells her they have always tried to help, and humans welcomed them for thousands of years until something changed, when humans became more fearful of them and each other. Ask her why did they come this time, and he tells her they have been monitoring changes on the planet, and humans aren't doing good enough. Harry tells her he needs to find his radio so he can ask for help. Asta asks, how bad are humans doing? And Harry compares it to a chicken who lays her egg the right amount of time and gets a perfect little chick, but if it ignores it and leaves it in the sun, it stinks and <laughs> the earth is the second one. So, in other words, yeah, they don't think we're, not we're doing so good. <laughs> taking care of our planet whatsoever. So, Asta grabs the portable shovel, telling Harry she's going to dig for that radio. We go to LaRon's restaurant, where we see Ben and Kate are looking at the menus when the waiter asks if they're ready to order. Of course, Ben is being Sheriff Mike as he orders for both of them, and Kate tells him that's sweet, that he's ordering for her, but she'll have the lamb. And Ben tells the waiter she'll have the chicken and reaches for her menu as she tells him she doesn't want the chicken. <laughs> oh my god and i have never had a guy order for me right and i think i would be a lot like kate even though kate's kind of like wackadoo at times right like i mean he doesn't know in this moment what she really wants to eat come on no i mean my husband and i have been together a really long time the only thing he orders for me is pizza okay right. <laughs> <laughs> yep that's about it that's <laughs> like no, because I changed my mind. I don't have like a usual, like when we go somewhere, there's like a several usuals, I guess, like right. I rotate through. So that would make me crazy. Yeah. And then I didn't get the whole, oh, I'm going to have the escargot. First of all, I'm like, I don't think I'm brave enough to ever try it. No. Personally. No. But when she's like, you hate it. So why are you going to try it? Yeah. Makes no sense. No, no. <laughs> I want this because I don't know what you think it's like posh. I it's not going to be very posh if you're puking it up later. I exactly. Order <laughs> what you like, man. Yeah, she tells the waiter to order a mistake, and he tells him no. He wants escargot. Yeah. 
Yeah. So we go over to the sheriff's office and Mike is looking at a file when Dan comes in and informs him that Asta didn't show up for their weekly dinner and is not answering her calls. Well, of course, Mike has to pop off. Oh, you just got stood up for a younger guy. Oh, you have the heart of a, <laughs> of a very dark person there, Mike. Yeah, dude. It's like if you, I don't know, had the t- the kind of rapport with him, like to joke, I right. can get that. Yeah. But like he just said it like, no, she just stood you up for a young guy. Yeah. You know, it wasn't, it didn't sound very jokey to me. No. And we've seen him overreact. Yes. When Max was thought to be missing and underreact here, and it's just like, come on, Mike. So Dan reminds Mike that they're both in the military, and when you have a feeling, you trust it. Something's wrong. And that gets Mike's I'm surprised. Attention. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That he actually is like, oh, okay, man. I right. get you. And asks Dan if he wants to ride along, which he does. So they figure they need to go to the 59 first because if anyone knows where Asta's at, it's Darcy. Well, not quite, because we go to the crevice and Darcy is still making her way to the top as the clouds are getting darker and snow is starting to fall. And I mean, she's only a few feet from the top, so it's it's so close. Yes, but it probably feels like miles. Yes. <laughs> because she's hurt and yeah. I, I couldn't imagine. I still, it's like every time they show her like that, it's like, oh my God, make, yeah. are you going to make it? Please make it. And we go back to Laurent's restaurant as Ben is struggling with his nails as Kate asks him if he's okay as he's been acting a little weird. He He, kept sucking them out. I mean, is that normal? Anybody who's actually eaten snails, you need to tell me if that's like how you actually eat them. Right. Because I feel like that would be rather odd in a fancy restaurant through the warping them out of the shell. Yes. He tells her he's just enjoying his anniversary with his beautiful wife as he notices Liv enjoying herself with the gentleman. First time we've seen this. Yes. And I'm she like, seems oh, very okay. happy. It's even better to see Liv happy. Yes. I am loving Liv right now. Yes. So Ben has Kate slide over so he can sit with her, but he still can't keep his eye off Liv and sees her and the gentleman kiss. So Ben kisses. Okay, has it been that long that they've been on a date? He's like, oh, what do, what do we have to do? Yeah. I mean, come on, you, you've wooed her to marry you. You know how to date, right? <laughs> yeah. You know how to kiss your wife. Uh, you would think. Ben Maybe kisses, he's a lizard person. Yeah, kisses her neck and goes in for a kiss, but Kate stops him as he's got a cut on his lip from the shell. So that upsets Ben and he moves back to where he started as Kate won't kiss his blood. <laughs> okay, I'm not kissing That's my no, husband's blood either. Up. Hell no! You're like, oh my gosh, hold on, let me get that to stop. You know, instead he's like, rah, 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 rah. yeah. I'm like, okay, I don't know what's going on, but no. Yeah, and Kate wants to know what's going on, and Ben tells her he thought she would like it if he took charge, especially with what she said the other day. Kate tells him that she did say that, but that isn't him, and she wants them to be a team. And we see Mike and Dan come into the restaurant and go up to John and Liv and inform her that Darcy and Asta are missing. Mike tells them Darcy called in as she was going up to the glacier and John replies he needs to call his office. So at that point, you figure John must have been the chopper pilot. Oh, yeah, because we never really get a full, like, explanation of who he is, right? Yeah. 
Well, I mean, in the chopper. Yeah, I don't think we got chopper, a good yeah, full-on. You don't get a full face. And the goggles and the helmet and everything. Yeah. So Ben and Kate come up wanting to know if everything is okay. And Mike informs them of the situation with the girls. John gets off the phone and tells them that two snowmobiles were taken out, but have not been returned. John decides to get the chopper, but says the storm won't subside until daybreak. Well, Dan isn't going to wait till then, as they'll freeze and gets out of there. And then, as we see Mike leaving, he runs into Abigail coming in with another man. Laughing, Uh, smiling. Pretty early to be dating, don't you think? Just a little. And that makes him pause. Well, duh. I'm like, oh, she totally did it. And I'm thinking the yep. Botox was like something she was pumping into her face. <laughs> yeah, because uh, this man was a little bit younger than her. Mm-hmm. So, yep, that's probably what's going on. So we go back to the crevice as Day- Darcy makes it out, hooks equipment to the snowmobile and then to herself and tosses the rope down. Asta tells Harry that she knew she would make it out and wants Harry to go first. He coughs up some more blood and tells Asta that she will see him as an alien, and Asta tells him she won't. And we see Darcy struggle to pull Harry up with only one hand, and as we see Harry getting close, we see that he's got a ski mask and goggles on so she can't see his face. (laughs) I did not know how they were going to pull this off. No, I didn't either, and when I saw it, I went, oh, Asta, you're so smart. (laughs) That makes one of them. Yes. (laughs) We go back to LaRon's restaurant, and we see Kate in the bathroom, realizing that there isn't any toilet paper in her stall, and asks the lady in the next stall for some, which she receives. Kate comes out and thanks the lady, and Lisa tells her that ladies have to stick together and asks if she lives in town. Kate tells her she does, and that her husband is mayor. Lisa tells her she just moved here and doesn't know anybody, so Kate gives Lisa her number. Kate introduces herself, and Lisa introduces herself as Sarah Houston. It's going to be hard keeping up with all her names. I'm sure Lisa isn't her real name. (laughs) Right, right. I'm not introducing myself to people in the bathroom and giving out my number. Maybe she's psycho, and then you're telling her about your kid? It's like, uh, you guys really are trusting in this this little town. Right, and... She just, oh, so Kate excuses herself as they have to get to the babysitters and Lisa asks about her children. Kate informs her that it's just one child named Max. So now Max isn't safe either because I'm sure Max's name was on the flyer as well. So it was. Now, they Like when it when it hit like the windshield, it, said, yes. it didn't say call Max. Yep. Yeah. So now she's got a phone number. To Max. And I'm sure it won't take them no time at all to find out what that address is, and they'll be snatching Max in no time. Oh my gosh, no. I didn't think about that. Yeah. (laughs) So we see Darcy driving Harry's truck as Asta and Harry are in the truck bed, and Asta calls her dad. Dan asks where she's at and that he's coming to get her, but Asta tells him she's all right, but is going to need his help. Darcy pulls into the clinic and asks how Harry is, and Asta tells her she's he's not good and go get help. So when Darcy goes inside, Asta jumps into the front seat and drives off. What the hell's going on here? <laughs> so Darcy, we see Darcy and the nurse come out with the wheelchair, but Asta is gone. And we see Dan going into the diner and calls for Asta. 
He goes into the kitchen and sees blue goo all over the place, wondering what's going on, but follows the trail. He opens the freezer to see Alien Harry on the table with Asta telling him, hey, and Dan says, oh, hell no, and closes the I door. I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> it was. I was nope, I'm going to nope right out of here. And Asta follows him out, and Dan questions what she's doing with that thing. <laughs> and Asta finally gets her dad to say alien, and she informs him that it's someone they know. Dan at first thinks it's a mayor, but Asta says, no, it's her. And Dan tells her that she wanted him to get a yearly checkup from that thing. And we go into the freezer, and Harry admits to himself that he allowed himself to become too human, and that's why he couldn't complete his mission, and he's a failure. And he's, like, thinking this as he's staring at the fish. It's like, yes. oh, God, are they supposed to be, like, related, too? Yeah. Asta tells her father that she needs his help or he will die as Mike comes in looking for Dan. And he tells her he will help if she trusts it. And keep it away from the fish. Dan informs Mike the girls are back and they took Harry to the clinic as he had gotten into an accident. Mike asks if he's okay as he looks like he's seen a ghost. <laughs> if you only knew, Mike. Dan right, tells, right. <laughs> tells him it's just the worry and Mike starts to leave. He calls in to have everyone stand down on the search as the girls made it off the mountain and leaves. But at first, when Mike's like, oh, fire up the grill. No, dude, it's closed. Yes. No. <laughs> Go home and cook. Yeah. Sorry, when he said that, that kind of irked me. Oh, absolutely. I'm like, no. This man was like worried about his daughter. Now he's waiting for what's going on. Not, you know, unbeknownst to Mike, there's an alien. Yeah. But still, no. Ask yeah. him to you cook don't for get you. what you want you? when you want it. This isn't <laughs> that type of town where you yeah. just do whatever you want. Yeah, it's not a 24 hour diner. Exactly. And we see Asta telling Harry he's getting worse and what can she do? And Harry tells her without the radio, she just, should just let him die. Well, Asta pulls the device out of her coat and gives it to Harry, and he thinks that if she knew what it was, she would let him die. Well, yeah. <laughs> he tells her that his leg is poisoning him, and they need to remove it. Asta has her father get the meat cleaver, and she raises it in the air and tells Harry she's so sorry, but is unable to do it. Dan tells her he yeah, will. Yeah, I'm watching that. I don't think I could have done it either. No. And Harry tells Asta he's scared and she holds his large hand. Asta tells Harry to look at her and she won't let him die. And Harry thinks no one is dying today, but tomorrow all eight billion of them will as Dan takes off his leg. I'm assuming he took off his leg. Yes. Because we all we see is him raise something. the cleaver. We didn't, yeah, we didn't see the leg, but and what'll be but funny like, is it'll just uh, regrow back. I was wondering if we think it's going to. Yep, I think so. I mean, it kind of would be awkward otherwise. Yeah. Like he lost his leg. <laughs> yeah, that would uh, make things real awkward to be a human if you have a stump and <laughs> one leg. Yeah, and then... I mean, he's able to change his appearance. I don't see why not. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of expect that Harry will regenerate that leg overnight and he'll be back to his normal human self. Come morning, he'll wake up in the freezer and be cold <laughs> and naked and Ast will go, ah! Right. <laughs> All right. Now I've this touched it and seen weird. it. Damn it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think about that. Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh my gosh. This one, like, I, I was so stressed out with a lot of this. Oh, absolutely. And I don't know what she's going to tell Darcy. Yes. <laughs> like, that, that's really got me, like, what is she going to tell her? Yeah. And will it be good enough for Darcy to buy it? Oh, well, <laughs> this this one was something else. All right, Steve, do we have any feedback about this episode? Oh, we sure do. Our friend Jazz has provided us her thoughts on this episode, so let's hear what she thinks. Hi, this is Jazz with a review of Resident Alien Season 1, Episode 8. I thought Asta took it very well that she had become friends with an alien who now looks partial human, partial alien. And it's good that he now has a friend other than the two kids who know who he is and seems to accept him, at least for now. I love that the uh, mayor turned out to be fighting with Mike the cop because he totally deserved it. And it's nice to see him having a a backbone and annoying the cop because he's just a jerk. Actor's great. The character brings conflict to the show. We'll put it that way. I did mention earlier in a review about how when Harry and his wife got together and so what about having alien kids? And I guess I was right because they actually mentioned it in the show and it's kind of gross that they sort of have a, a locust type setup where when you get together one of the mate dies. In this case they explode because when they're pregnant they have 342 kids. And that's just childbirth is horrible enough but eek, but that's definitely different loved that harry actually had dad guilt now that he's a human and he was worrying about number two and so i thought that was nice it showed that he was actually caring so there's hope that he might not blow up the earth with his p238 exterminator marvin the martian reference now maybe harry will feel guilty about blowing up the earth since asta's saving his life dad dan chopped off his leg hopefully that grows back and hopefully he'll have some angst about blowing it up and maybe not blow it up quite yet and maybe help take care of the people who are loitering around the town and might knock off max and his family since they know about the alien you never know it's a possible plot point you know i love that uh Liv actually said see you later alligator to sheriff mike and hopefully she'll run against him because, you know, he's just a jerk who evidently shot at a cat and winged him. So I would sue him too if you hurt my fur kid. So couldn't have hurt to just get a ladder and get the kitty. But no, you have to wing him. That's just wrong. I was grossed out to learn that breathing ducks have teeth. Yuck. That is a true friend right there. Yuck. Asta and her dad saved his ass, and so that should be taken into account. I did find it interesting that in the last episode, or maybe the one before last, wherever she find the fam- family finds out that she has a kid, she says, I don't want you to have to raise another kid that's not yours. So maybe Asta is adopted. So I, I thought that was a, a very interesting tidbit that I had forgotten to mention earlier. Darcy kicks ass as the best friend. And supporting her best friend through thick and thin. And, you know, you don't want to live with your best friend. I could totally relate to that. And I thought she had a great role here and was able to show to be strong and supportive instead of just the drunk who runs a bar. You know, I, I, I really like her character now. I think that's very cool. Abigail, who's the wife of the doctor who died, wasted no time in dating somebody because that's who the sheriff Mike said hello to when he she walked into the restaurant with a Valentine's Day date. Unfortunately, Harry Species is really good at being brutal and lying. The starfish thing that he has on his face, maybe a version of the starfish, came to our Earth through an asteroid and helped develop some life. 
maybe a planet near his blew up or something, and that's why he was able to talk to the octopus, because they were somehow related, since he called him cousin. Those are possibilities. I love the Agent Alien cameo, you know, and and then for the preview episode. I I thought that was very cool. I I totally think that that's awesome. Maybe Astor will actually sit Harry down once he gets better and show him the movie E.T. Bone Home. (laughs) Really enjoying the show. I hope that uh, Dan really cleans up his restaurant freezer really, really good along the other areas that were blue. So it uh, makes sense he would be able to see him too. Funny how he saw him and Asta didn't. Maybe it's because he's older. But anyways, love the show. Love the podcast. Talk to you later. Bye. Well, thanks a lot, Jazz. We really do appreciate your feedback. Yes, thank you, Jazz. And yeah, there was so much going on. And uh, I I 100% agree with the teeth. It's like, I didn't know if it was supposed to be an extra mouth or if it was near the breathing duct or what, but I was like, oh. Right. Yeah, I don't think I'd have been as cool as Asta, I'll be honest. No. <laughs> yeah, because she was pretty pretty mellow with the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. she handled it pretty know. well, but <laughs> I kind of thought she might because of her heritage. I mean, she sure handled it a whole lot better than Dan did. <laughs> yeah, that's true. As his She's first words like, were, oh, oh, hell no. <laughs> Maybe he was upset by all of the glowing blue in his kitchen. Maybe that was it. I don't know. True. (laughs) And yeah, there's no doubt that Darcy is definitely growing on everybody. I mean, as soon as she walked out on Ethan with his plate of food, that that had me. (laughs) But yeah, saving both of them one-handed. Yeah, that's pretty heroic as far as I'm concerned. And yeah, I can see a situation now that our killer couple is in town that Harry may have to save Max. So that may be something that helps Harry change his mind of eliminating humanity. Uh, I want him to change his mind, but it just seems so back and forth. I know. <laughs> like, even as Asta was saving his life. Yeah. Like, he, you could, yeah, in Harry. his thoughts, he was still thinking that, yeah, he, he's ready to finish his mission and go home. So we will just have to wait and see what the last two episodes bring. But we do know we've got a wild ride ahead of us. So, once so again, I'm happy that we have a couple more episodes. Yes. <laughs> because maybe Harry will have his mind changed. Yep. Fingers crossed. Yes. Well, once again, Jazz, we really appreciate your feedback and looking forward to hearing from you again. Thanks, Jazz. You know how we feel. We want to know how you feel. So shoot us your feedback at sci-fi talk at fangirlzone.com. Let us know. We'd love to share it with everybody. And you can do audio or I can say visual. Um, <laughs> we're not the AV club. No. Uh, you can just shoot us an email. We'll read it and respond. If you have questions, if you have answers for some of the, the insane stuff that happened, or if you just have a pet peeve about something that happened today on this episode and you want to tell us, tell us. Because there's always little things that stick out in my mind. I don't know how to do any ice climbing or mountain climbing. So if you're one of those people and something just irked you, I want to know. Absolutely. But while you're at it, if you can rate and review us on iTunes and every other platform you find us at, because good ratings and reviews help other fans of the show find us. Tell your friends about the show. It's so good. Yes. (laughs) 
And we, of course, hope you're enjoying our podcast. So don't forget to go to www.fangirlzone.com. Check out the contacts page there. It's easier to get a hold of us. And all the stuff that we are working on to revamp our website. And if you have, like, ideas how I can revamp it, you know, shoot them to me, too. And for this episode of a Sci-Fi Talk, I am Sean Fangirlass. And I'm Steve. My people don't have scales. That's racist. And until next time. <laughs>